Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please don't turn that dial. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, The Gadget! This is bad, Colonel. General Carter, I have every reason to believe that this situation is under control. Under control? We have a piece of unregulated, uncontrolled technology on an apparent collision course with one of our most important assets. Yes, sir. Just between the two of us, Fairfax, I don't much like any of this. I don't like handing off the task of soldiering to a bunch of anemic in lab coats. I don't like putting resources into imaginary super weapons in the time of war, and I especially don't like taking in turncoats. I know all of that, sir. Don't smile at me, Colonel. I know you think I'm old-fashioned. I'm sure an OSS man like yourself is used to shaking hands with traitors, but it sticks in my craw. I learned a long time ago that turncoats couldn't be trusted, General Carter. But we don't have to trust the asset. We just have to keep him safe. There are those that do trust him, Fairfax. He's been wined and dined and charmed his way this far into our secure project. Because he's brilliant, General. We need him. Even coming late into this project, his assistance has been invaluable, or that's what I'm told. You and I are in the same boat here, Colonel. We don't understand most of what's going on, and rely on updates from people we don't trust. Quite a thing for a military man. (laughs) In my day, we'd have shot a dog like Friedrich von Schlitz on sight, not given him top-secret clearance and a driver. Yes, sir. If you are profoundly uncomfortable with this arrangement, General, there is another way. Colonel... We are going to some pretty extraordinary measures to protect Professor Von Schlitz, including a few things the top brass wouldn't much care for if they knew. Yes. So, uh, if you would prefer, we could just not do them. Colonel Fairfax, what are you suggesting? I make no suggestion, General. I'm simply providing you with options. A man like Von Schlitz has made many enemies. It could be argued that by keeping him here, we are risking the security of the entire project. Are you suggesting that we drive our pet Nazi somewhere and let nature take its course? If you consider being hunted to death by an automaton driven mad for revenge, nature, it is an option. We have our orders, Fairfax. Until there is a completely successful test of this equipment, all hands are to remain on deck. And afterwards? It's out of my hands. And what's more, I think you know it is. And I'm not at all certain that wasn't a test. I'm OSS, General. Everything is a test. You passed. Very well. And what about your test, Fairfax? Protecting our guest? I assume you have some thoughts. I'm told the professor is becoming quite jumpy and distracting the rest of the team. I do have an interesting development to report, sir. If I may. Corporal, would you bring in our guests, please? 
I don't recall authorizing any guests. No, sir. I took the liberty and kept them off the books so you could preserve deniability should you need to do so. I'm a soldier, son. I don't preserve deniability. I also don't let other people hand out hull passes to my secret base. Yes, sir. But that ship has largely sailed. Ah, Colonel. Good to see you, Frank. Henry. General Carter, this is Colonel Francis Sharp. Colonel Fairfax, I suppose you have good reason to have brought Canadian officers to one of the most secure locations in the United States. Indeed I have, sir. I don't mean to be trouble. Not at all, Sharp. I'm sure Colonel Fairfax has a colorful explanation. Good to meet you. We actually met briefly in Washington last fall. You have a good memory, Sharp. Actually, I have a good secretary. Lieutenant Grover, General Carter. Sir? Lieutenant Grover, I did not meet in Washington last fall, because I certainly would remember. Thank you, General. And this is Captain George Flynn. General? What's that? Oh, yes. Captain. Colonel Sharp and his team ran an operation similar to our Black Force project, sir. Oh, yes? Well, that might be something of an oversimplification of the scope of the Chimera Protocol, but we did some good work keeping our government prepared to deal with persons of unique abilities. Criminals? They're all criminals, General. Holy Hannah! You mean... That's right. Well, good for you. I argued for something similar, but Washington was afraid of public backlash if the word got out. We never even dared put an intelligence team on the superheroes. With all due respect, General, that is not entirely true, but at least somewhat beside the point. The point is that if we want to protect our guest to reassure him and allow him to complete his contribution to the team's important work, then we need Colonel Sharp and his team. Colonel, I take it this means that you can give us the intelligence we need. Yes, sir. Everything you need to detect, thwart, and capture the rogue android known as the Red Ensign. How are we doing? One moment, Colonel Sharp. Okay, that's got it. Whatever listening devices your new best friends have planted in our room should be getting nothing but static. How does that work? How should I know? The boy genius hands me these things and tells me they work. If I ask how, he'll tell me, and I'll have to listen to it. And when we're done... I still won't know. He says it works, it works. Fine. I should probably get out there and help him with the equipment. Sure, except you're playing the part of the dead super spy whose body you live in, and he wasn't the roll-up-your-sleeves type. I can't just stand here. Not when we're this close to von Schlitz. See, this is the thing, John. This is the problem. That's exactly what you have to do. If the Ratsy walks through your door and strikes up a conversation, you have to play it calm, cool, and collected. While I wring his neck? John? Yes? We agreed. We're getting him out of here so he can be tried for war crimes. Yes. We don't do anything crazy unless we have no choice. You agreed. I agreed because I don't expect that we will have any choice, Kit. Security here is excellent, and we're in the middle of nowhere. I don't much like our odds of disappearing into thin air. It is kind of what we do. Dragging von Schlitz, who isn't going to want to go. We'll figure it out. And if we don't? Look at me. I don't trust you, John. I'm sorry? It's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. You've got a new body, a new start, a new life. I won't let you end it all in some suicidal revenge scheme, and I won't let you drag Gus and me down while you do it. Von Schlitz murdered my wife, Kit. He murdered me. 
did it more than once and smiled the entire time. So get your revenge by living! We'll get Adolf's pet snake life in front of a firing squad, I promise. That may be a difficult promise to keep, and I can't let this opportunity pass me by. We've been months without a lead before Colonel Fairfax reached out to me. Absurd. If he only knew who he was really talking to. He was in a panic. It makes people do things they shouldn't. Yes. Who would have thought that the escape of my old body would be the best thing that could have happened? What is it? The Red Ensign isn't just your old body, John. He's you. You're the same person with the same memories, the same life. He wants revenge every bit as bad as you do, or maybe worse. And he didn't get handed a free pass to the secret desert clubhouse. He's out there in pain. We'll find him. He's looking for von Schlitz. When he learns that monster has been dealt with, things will get better for him. And in the meantime, we sell out his secrets. To save him, yes. John, I don't know exactly what you think your mission is, but I don't think it's the one you sold to the Red Panda and me. And I didn't want you walking around thinking that you had me fooled, is all. Duly noted. I've got my eye on you, Sparky. Don't forget it. Good afternoon. Is it hot enough for you? I'm sorry? A strange thing to say in the middle of this hellish desert, but since I arrived six weeks ago, it is all that anyone has asked me. I'm pleased to find someone else bright enough to consider it a foolish question. Yes, sir. Excuse me, sir. Not at all. They told me that I might find you here. You are with Colonel Sharp? Yes, sir. One moment, please. My hands are full. There we are. Friedrich von Schlitz. Flynn. Captain George Flynn. Have we met before, Mr. Flynn? You seem very familiar to me. Do I really? Mm, No. No, I suppose you do not. It must be the uniform. I expect you're right, sir. What a lot of equipment you have, Mr. Flynn. Captain Flynn, sir. Very impressive and all that. But what exactly does it do? Well, it... uh... I beg your pardon, sir. I'm not really certain how aware you are of the situation. I am being hunted by a crazed automaton bent on murdering me, Captain. Yes, sir. Do you happen to wonder at all what I did to deserve that? I try not to consider things on that level, sir. It slows up the work. They tell me that the Red Ensign wants you dead, and they tell me that we have to stop it from happening. And here we are. Here we are indeed. They tell me that you and the colonel are traveling with a very beautiful woman. I am surprised not to see her assisting with the equipment. Why is that? Because Dr. Anna Chronopolis is supposed to be quite brilliant. I don't know who that is, sir. The colonel's assistant, Lieutenant Grover, is with us. She is not a scientist. And you are. More of a practical technician, sir. Seems like there are enough scientists around here already. Quite true. Too many for my tastes. I dislike being one of the gang. They sure seem to come with a lot of security troops. 
Or are they all here for you? <laughs> no, Captain Flynn. Though these two gentlemen have been following me around for some hours now, this base is heavily secured at the best of times, but today it is positively thick with soldiers, is it not? Why today, especially? Because there is a test of some equipment scheduled, we shall be putting on a little show in the wee small hours of the morning, Mr. Flynn. I do hope you can stay to see it. Yes, sir. I I don't think that I'll have much choice, Dr. Von Schlitz. My work won't be done yet. And let us talk about that work, Flynn. All of this equipment will protect me. How exactly? The great tactical advantage of the Red Ensign is that he can be... Anyone, anywhere. His powers of disguise are flawless. Ouch. What was that for? It suddenly occurred to me to make certain that you are not a robot. Carry on. There are certain trace energies that the Red Ensign cannot help but emit. If you don't know what you're looking for, he's untraceable. But we do. Enlighten me. There are several actuators in his legs and arms. A short burst of radio interference when they power up. Yes, I know. How did you... I started taking him apart once. Never really got around to finishing it. They have been keeping me terribly busy, you know. Yes, sir. There are also several other energy emissions, all very low level, and a sonic signature that is well beyond the capabilities of the human ear to hear, acting in concert... They are less than useless! I cannot imagine, dear Captain, that this equipment would detect the Red Ensign more than a dozen feet away. There is a fairly impressive antenna array that I have yet to set up, sir. Toys for children, Captain. You cannot sweep constantly for a signal that faint. It is absurd. The antenna is keyed to tune in on his primary power source. His primary power source? I ripped it out with my own two hands. Well, obviously he has a new one, and our intelligence says it is based on the one used by the White Knight, another masked hero on whom we have detailed files. Its power profile is quite unique and should be enough to key in a signal lock at a distance of 20 miles or more. Mm, 20 miles is a good start, Flynn. But what will you do then? We had thought to use this, sir. Do you think one of your guards would oblige us? I do not think so. They are remarkably humorless. Well, I suppose I could create an empty one. There. A force bubble. You propose to protect me with a force bubble. What is to prevent the Red Ensign from simply rolling it and me away until the field depowers? Because he will be inside it. The bubble isn't for you, Doctor. It's for him. What? The force bubble translates any force that resists it into increased power for the field. If he is trapped and enraged, the Red Ensign could imprison himself indefinitely. At any rate, it is rated unbreakable by normal means for 30 minutes. More than enough time to prepare a response team. Very good, Captain Flynn. Very good indeed. And you say that this uh, Colonel Sharp of yours has detailed files on your country's masked do-gooders? Yes, sir. Excellent. When we are done testing our little gadget tonight, I have one or two others in need of a reckoning. Once I am rid of this mechanical menace, Flynn, we are going to kill the Red Panda! <laughs>
You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from DecoderingTheater.com. How are we doing, Captain Flynn? It's all right, John. We're clear. But we might not have picked the best day for this. Something is up. You feel it too? Well, yes. That and he told me so. Who did? He did. Von Schlitz. He was poking about the equipment. He's here. Don't be obtuse, John. Of course he's here. This is why we brought equipment that actually works, because he would be able to tell the difference. He almost caught me in a lie about the range of the detectors without even looking at the antenna array, but I think I distracted him with a force bubble projector. He likes that. He won't like it much when he's inside one and we're rolling him back to the plane, but for the moment he likes it fine. Yes. She was right. You are a lousy liar. What? You can't even bring yourself to pretend to agree to something you have no intention of doing. You don't really think we can get him away from here, do you? With all of this security? We can if we are patient and careful. We're going to need history's biggest distraction to even think about getting out of here ourselves, much less rolling an energy bubble through the desert. And if you kill him, surrounded by soldiers, what then? John, you have been given a remarkable gift, a brand new life. Don't throw it away. I'm not throwing anything away. I'm still out there. The me you have always known. I'm smashing my way through the American intelligence networks right now, looking for this monster, and there won't be any patience or subtlety when I find him. There's only one way to make it stop. One way to save him. You. Yes. His power core is unstable. He's patchwork at best. He killed himself leaving Robert's lab. No. He'll survive. I'm the copy, Red Panda. I'm disposable. Well, I'm not. And you're the one who dragged us along on this little joyride, John, so try and remember that when you plan your kamikaze missions. Also, try and remember that you're human now, and I can hypnotize you if I have to. The squirrel and I are already in this up to our necks. Von Schlitz has already made some not-at-all-subtle inquiries about having she and I killed when this is over. He said that. He suspects that it was us who rescued the Red Ensign and rebuilt him. Technically true. Mm. And another good reason to kill him now. Are you certain that was the real reason? What do you mean? He may have been watching for a reaction. He may suspect. He did as much as accuse Kit of being Dr. Anna in disguise. Dr. Anna? What does he know about her? I was surprised myself, but he certainly seems to know of her involvement with the Red Ensign. Dead. He is dead. Keep your voice down. This is not happening again. I see. Shut up. Why is it us tough guys can only admit we're in love when they're threatened with death? It isn't funny. No, it isn't. It's one more reason to live, and a good one at that, so be patient and calm. Let's get the heck out of here. Don't you start. I'm not kidding. On your bikes, let's go. Where have you been? Trying to find out what's going on around here. Then why do you want to leave? I found out what's going on around here. This is a top secret project. And I'm the only pretty girl in who knows how many miles. Soldiers, scientists, generals, they were all tripping over themselves to tell me about it. (laughs) They're crazy. They're all crazy. Let's go. What's got you so worked up? This test of theirs, they've got a little pool going. One of the squares says, atmosphere ignites all life on Earth destroyed. Someone bet on that, Gus. I don't know how they plan to collect, but somebody put money down on that. Let's leave. Well, I don't think we can have that, Lieutenant Grover. And I think you folks will have to accept our hospitality for a time after our test tonight. Just for a few weeks, and all will be clear soon. 
Lieutenant. <laughs> I'm sorry if I put a scare into you. <laughs> That's all right, General. My fault, really. No. No, I was showing off and I apologize. I promise you we'll be perfectly safe here at base camp. I just wanted to personally thank you folks for all the work you've done. General? I don't mind telling you. Professor von Schlitz has been a thorn in my side for months. Every ten minutes it's something else. But since you folks arrived, I haven't heard a peep out of him. He's quiet. He's busy. He seems pleased with himself for some reason. Honestly, I can't thank you enough for putting his mind at ease. Try and get some rest. It's gonna be a big night. Thank you, General. Von Schlitz is quiet and pleasant. You know what that means. It means he's up to something. Why do I feel like the atmosphere igniting just became the least of our problems? Good morning, General. If I can call it that. Your team certainly does believe in getting an early start. I'd apologize, Colonel, but it isn't exactly my team. General Groves is in command of this operation. I'm just in town with the Von Schlitz Circus. I don't think I understand. I feel that way myself sometimes. We lifted a lot of Kraut scientists out of Germany before it fell. But to hear them talk, most of them hated the Nazis almost as much as we did. (laughs) What do you expect them to say? It's a fair point. And I have no illusions. But this one, Von Schlitz, (laughs) he's a problem. There's newsreel footage of him in full uniform, standing on the platform with Hitler, looking just as cheerful as anything. Most of his actual achievements read like a science fiction novel. No one who wasn't there would ever believe them. But he is a public relations nightmare. Is that the only kind of nightmare that he is? You don't trust him, Colonel? Is there a reason that I should? (laughs) I like you, Sharp. You talk like a soldier, not a spy. Von Schlitz is a piece of work, but he's brilliant. The world is changing, Colonel. It'll change before your eyes in just a few hours. We can now create weapons so tremendous that they have the potential to end all war. Sir? Or at least to end this one. Decisively. At a stroke without any more young men being fed to the slaughter. That's what is at stake. Von Schlitz may have only played a small role in this project, but what will he give us next? And after that... Do you think the Nazis asked themselves the same question? This isn't Nazi Germany, Colonel. This is the United States of America. We can handle one little mad scientist. Believe it or not, I never thought to bring an umbrella to the desert. Good morning to you too, Lieutenant Grover. There's coffee in the pot. Thank you, General. I think I'm going to need it. I didn't sleep a wink, and I don't think I will until this is over. Well, hopefully that will be soon enough, Lieutenant. There's a chance of a rain delay, apparently. What kind of a superweapon can't get wet? I'm sure there's a compelling and complicated answer to that question, but I don't really know what it is. Good morning, everyone. Shall we go in? After you, Fairfax. This is your show. Thank you, sir. Captain Flynn, you've pulled some lonely duty. Not at all, sir. I'm accustomed to late nights. Well, soon enough you'll be able to hand this equipment off to an OSS team, and then you will all have done a great favor to the U.S. government. Of whom Colonel Fairfax is not the designated spokesman. But the point stands. If we can safeguard against this threat to his security, I'm certain that Professor von Schlitz will be very grateful. Oh, but he is, Herr General. He is indeed. Professor... Shouldn't you be at your station? The the test is due in half an hour. Oh, very little. 
of what is about to happen depends upon me, gentlemen. And lady, hello, my dear. No. Indeed, I think it is fair to say that most of us who have contributed to this project could be entirely absent from the proceedings, and no one would mind or even notice. I'm sure you're just being modest, Professor. We have the situation here well in hand. You do indeed, General. You do indeed. And I must say that I am terribly impressed. Tasked with protecting a resource of immense value to your government, you recognized your own incompetence at once. I beg your pardon? And when you sent for Colonel Fairfax, he too thought once that he was utterly helpless and called for assistance of his own. And in so doing, he procured the services of the ruthless Chimera team with their brilliant technology, like this force bubble projector. Have you seen this? Quite remarkable. It works like this. Hi! Professor, what have you done? And in so doing, you manage nothing less than to bring three of my greatest enemies right to my door, you incompetent fool! Colonel, I'm sorry about this. We'll have you and your team out of these bubbles as soon as You we... will do nothing of the kind, you buffoon! Fairfax! Oh. Oh. You madman, what have you done? I have called the herd. Our country is stronger without such stupidity, Herr General. Thank you. No sudden movements. This is not the easiest place on the earth to conduct a little research from, but if I managed, your Colonel Fairfax certainly could have. This Colonel Sharp of yours was in a coma from which he was never expected to recover. Do you know when he miraculously awoke? Two days after the escape of the Red Ensign? This idiot dead at your feet brought my assassin to protect me! Is that what your president ordered you to do, General? You leave the president out of this. He'll have you shot for this day's work. I do not think so, General. Not while he is flushed with the success of this day's work and the promise of still more. I have even captured the toy soldier I promised to make a million copies of, haven't I, Colonel Sharp? Haven't I? You see... He doesn't bother to deny it. Von Schlitz, you murdering swine! I will feel my hands on your throat! I do not think so. And you two do not think I do not recognize you. I did not at first. Very clever work. Some sort of low-level hypnotic field. It was only when I heard Lieutenant Grover described in some detail by some overstimulated soldiers that I knew who she had to be. I disrupted your spell with some equipment I've been working on, and the rest was child's play. Oh, do not look so sour. It is no shame to be defeated by the greatest mind of this, mankind's greatest age. And that is why you are never going to get a girlfriend. Charming to the last. I am going to kill you very slowly, young lady. A fraction at a time. I am going to make it last for weeks. That's enough. Too late to grow a spine, General. You have been in service too long. Your masters have made you my lapdog, and so you will remain. I don't think so, Von Schlitz. Believe what you want, but Americans know a thing or two about freedom, and you represent nothing but tyranny. I think General Carter knows exactly what to do. Yes. Yes. 
Oh, you shameless hypocrites! Hypnotizing a man into striking a blow for freedom! Have you no shame? But you see, even though he knew that you were right, still, he fought you, hesitated. Don't glare at me. You murdered him as much as I did. I'm trying to recall why I thought we shouldn't kill you. A mistake I would not have made in your place. Nor will I. There is only one thing I cannot understand. This equipment of yours, I, I examined it. It should have worked. Should have betrayed Sir Red Ensign as soon as you turned it on. But still, it never... Oh, hilarious. What good did you think that would do? And how did you turn it on from inside your force bubble? I didn't. The machine is working perfectly. What are you talking about? The Red Ensign is right there! No, he isn't. What idiocy is this? Are you telling me Sir Edinson is 20 miles away? Not exactly. I was lying about the antenna. Sparky! It's you! Do you know what term I have always enjoyed? Deus Ex Machina. Impossible! Impossible! Red Ensign, use the projector. Deactivate these force bubbles. Not just yet. You will not take me! We both knew that wouldn't work, didn't we? John, let us out! Not just yet. Von Schlitz, we're going to play a little game. Run. Run. Out the hole in the wall. If you run left or right or call for help, I will shoot you in the back. If you run straight, perhaps you have a chance. Just a chance. Run. What are you doing? Finishing it. It can finally end. For both of us. John, you don't have to do this. I do. And you know that I do. Thank you for everything. John, he has to be brought to justice, not revenge. If you destroy him with hate, when does it all end? Now, Red Panda. It ends now. You cannot interfere. Those force bubbles will collapse before too long. But it will be far too late. I suggest you try very hard to be nowhere near Trinity, New Mexico, as soon as you can. Will you be blamed for these bodies? They were the only ones who really knew we were here. Officially. Excellent. Then you never were. John. Yes? If you promise to give my love to Dr. Anna, I promise to tell Anne that you said goodbye. I promise. Thank you. John, no! Don't! You don't have to. You remember what Marie told us. My soul is bound to another who waits for me. I think she has waited long enough. Excuse me. He runs faster than I thought. Are you insane? Was this your entire plan to carry me through the desert in the middle of the night? Why don't you say something, you... You wind up madman! There is very little left to save, Von Schlitz. We're almost there. Uh, almost there? Uh, almost there! Don't be obtuse, man. Are you really that self-obsessed? Have you forgotten what is happening here this morning? Did you really not guess where I was driving you as you ran? Where I have carried you since you fell? Our race was ten miles long, 
But this is the end. Look. Is that tower? The test site? You idiots! Do you really think they will proceed with the test while I am on the range? They don't know that you're here. You killed everyone who might have known that. If the tests were going to happen, it would have happened by now. It would have happened at four o'clock, nearly three quarters of an hour ago. They were holding until the rain stopped, probably afraid of the fallout. What? No. Plutonium is a synthetic element. No one knows exactly what is going to happen. But from 20 feet away, I have a pretty good idea. Let me go! You have no idea what you are doing! I know exactly what I am doing. I had to punch my way through an entire national security network to find you. Please! Please, it cannot end this way! But it must, von Schlitz. A new age is about to be born. But for it to be born, something else must die. Please, please, I will give you anything you want. This is what I want. Adventures episode 108, The Gadget, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Hans Messerschmidt, Christopher Mott, Peter Nickel, Scott Moyle, Clarissa Dunnerlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night.